All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to Tag Team. I'm Riley Holbrook, joined by my good friend, J.W. Crewall. J.W., how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, Riley. It's the day before break, so just caught up on some things, made a few reads, practiced that old bassoon, and I'm ready to take the weekend off, catch up with friends and family. Yeah, you're going back to Michigan, right? I'm going back to Michigan, going to spend four days with family and then make a quick trip out to Lansing to see some of my college friends. So it should be just a really great weekend overall. Yeah, that sounds really, really fun. I will be staying in town for Thanksgiving, <laughs> just doing nothing. Do you have any plans? Um, not Thanksgiving related, no. I'm actually working most of the week except for Thursday. But on Saturday, I'm seeing Hamilton at Madison. <laughs> with are you going with somebody uh originally yes although things got weird and shifted around so i actually have an extra ticket to hamilton that i'm just trying to find someone to give to <laughs> oh, how long's the drive <laughs> it's like six and a half hours but yeah i like i've asked a couple people around me and no nobody seems to be around or something i don't know everybody's well, fleeing i feel Madison. I feel like that should just be your header on Coffee Meets Bagel. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm trying so hard, man, to find someone to give this ticket to. I don't even like I don't even have to be particularly close to the person. I just feel like it's such a waste if this ticket doesn't get used, you know? Oh, it's hundred percent a waste. We have, it's real, we have like, fantastic seats too. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's probably like a hundred and fifty dollar ticket or something like that. Yeah, yeah, around there. So Bang, you need to see it. Yeah. But I mean I'm not getting burnt on it. My friend's taking the L on the money, but uh, it is funny though. I just want to give it. I literally want to give it away. <laughs> I can't find anyone to take it. So, yeah. whatever Thanks. though, it'll it'll be fun regardless. I'm really excited. I love music. I mean, maybe you could maybe you could like go to a fast food restaurant, <laughs> just or... like wave it around, or leave it under on like a table in a McDonald's. Or like go, like give it to a teacher, find a teacher in town who, you know, is really outstanding and deserve a break. And give how it to would them. I at all know what teacher to give that to? <laughs> it could be any teacher. Any teacher. Well, how about, okay, I don't about, even know about, a single teacher around here. How about, how about a firefighter? <laughs> just, yeah, I could go to the fire department, just like, gather them all up in a circle, drop it in the middle, and have them fight over it. Oh, no, it doesn't have to be that elaborate, but you just walk up to the nearest firefighter around you and you say, <laughs> for your service, would you like a ticket to Hamilton? That sounds like such a bizarre thing to do. But I'll offload it somehow, though. It's all good. Okay, well, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you do. I'm really excited to go, though, no matter what happens. I am a huge musical fan, so... That is something that I didn't know about you until this year. <laughs> but my Saturday isn't the only thing that's going on this weekend. There is also a fairly large Pokemon tournament. Well, actually, it's kind of small in the grand scheme of Pokemon Regional. <laughs> a little, little, little teeny one. But uh, there is a Pokemon Regional, a standard regional happening in Daytona Beach, Florida this weekend. So yeah. for those of you looking to spend your Thanksgiving in kind of a more... A warm, enjoy enjoyable beach climate, that might be the choice for you. Uh, or if you just want to play Pokemon cards, head on over to Daytona. So, it is a standard regional, the first American standard event post LAIC. 
-hmm. So Cosmic Eclipse is now legal and in full force. We've seen some cups going on over the last two weekends as well. So, I mean, the meta has developed a little bit, I think, but I think a lot stayed the same as well. JW, sure. what are your primary like initial thoughts heading into Daytona for how that meta game might look? Yeah, well, I think Mewtwo is going to be big. I I think it'll probably be one of the most played archetypes. We kind of saw that it could hold its own in Latin America, and I feel like that will continue. Obviously, you have a new way to build Mewtwo with the Tag Call engine utilizing Tag Call and a bunch of the Tag Team supporters, which is very strong and was very strong against you know, decks like ADP, which was rampant in Latin America. And so I think Mewtwo just in general is a good archetype, not as reliant on Welder as Abilities are, although still pretty reliant. Uh, but it has a little bit more ability, I find, to outplay a lot of the other decks. And uh, when you match it up a head-to-head -head against Abilities Art, it has a little bit more uh, trickeration that it can do. Trickeration, um, he says. Yeah, trickeration. I also feel like Stall is in a really good spot. Uh, namely, Pidgeotto seems just like a very strong choice for the event. And uh, I kind of feel like ADP is on the downtrend, which will lead to some other decks being viable. Yeah, so ADP definitely seems like it's kind of heading down a little bit. I think other people have kind of caught on to similar sentiment sentiments that we've had about the deck feeling kind of awkward. What with that whole, you know, put a tag team in the active and say, hope you don't kill it. That's, uh, that's an awkward way to spend a turn for sure. Um, so we talked about, you had mentioned Mewtwo, rather, and you had called out the tag team engine being pretty strong in the deck. I think what makes that viable at all in Mewtwo as opposed to like Abilities Art is the fact that you can do a four energy 300. So you'll need to water once in two turns to achieve that. Right. Um, what are your thoughts on the way to play Mewtwo though? I think there's still some kind of up in the air sentiments about the tag call engine versus the welder engine. I mean, personally, I think the welder engine is super good but the tag call engine is probably better if you expect to see stuff like Keldeos and ADPs running around. Yeah, exactly. And even things like Guardian too. Um, I just think it it has a, the tag call engine in Mewtwo. Yeah, has that versatility. I feel like I would take that deck or I, I'd more uh, prefer to take that style deck to a tournament like uh, Daytona than I would just the straight, you know, Pokegear and Welder flavored Mewtwo just because it has that type coverage. So do you expect decks then like ADP and, and Guardian to, to have decent representation in Daytona to justify the, that call? Or do you, or would you rather just, or you don't necessarily know for sure and you'd rather play the safe game there? I, I Exactly. I don't really know. I talk to a lot of players where they say, you know, oh, ADP is really well represented in my area. And then, you know, in Columbus, there really isn't, anybody playing ADP in the locals that I've been to. Uh, it just seems to vary by region. And so it's kind of a toss up. I think you just kind of have to take a gamble at who you think is going to show up at the event <laughs> and whether or not you think they're going to play ADP uh, to, you know, kind of decide whether or not you want to play the tag call engine. But I would just trend toward safe, you know, safe is probably a little bit better in this case. Um, don't really want to roll the dice in that way at a big tournament. <laughs> that's fair for sure although this tournament is smaller do you think that lends itself to be easier metagamed or do you think it's uh 
almost harder because it's a little unpredictable who might show up. Yeah, sure. I mean, it might be, I mean, it'll probably be harder, right? Because you'd have to imagine that the better players who are the ones that you want to metagame against are going to be more represented than the worst players in a small tournament, if that makes any sense. So I think in a way, probably harder because, and we talk about this a lot, you don't necessarily want to metagame strictly against the field, but you want to metagame against the better players because ideally, the longer you last in the tournament, <laughs> the better the players are going to be. You hope so. You hope so, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, every once in a while, you try and metagame for the best decks in the format. Uh, that the top players will bring and you're at like round eight and you play against something completely insane by someone <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> well that's interesting but, i i think yeah. i think playing it safe is i mean it's always the safe choice it's always reasonable to do so so is there any reason that you've trended towards mewtwo over a similar deck in abilities art well again of- i feel like Mewtwo. yeah i feel like mewtwo has the the chance to outplay a little bit more you have access to snipe attacks. You have access to a four energy 300. You have access to, you know, um, things like outrage. You have access to things that go through, you know, in in um, uh, the Greninja. You have things that, you know, go through Keldeo. You just have a lot of different attacks. You have Sogoleo. You have Magcargo. You So basically, I like it because you have multiple ways to, like, one-shot, but also multiple ways to kind of disrupt what your opponent is trying to do. So I just feel like it's going to be it's going to be maybe um, like not as explosive, but it's going to have a lot of other advantages that uh, can help it keep pace. Yeah, some of the like big big bad decks, you know, abilities art I think comes to mind. We're kind of pitting these two kind of against each other. They were in the finals of Latin America. I think a lot of people have latched on to uh, abilities art as kind of their choice, just being. A very straightforward deck, um, very, you know, it feels very comfortable. I think a lot of players played it, you know, in that world's format and then kind of left it go for a little while while Me Too was really dominating. And then now are kind of picking it back up as a viable um, alternative to some of the other decks. So I would go with Me Too just because I feel like you can outplay your opponent. And I think that's really, really huge. I'm curious as to your thoughts on maybe the abilities art versus Me Too, I don't know, debate. Um, that seems to be a lot of top players' choices, one of those two decks, at least from my perspective, it's probably two of my top three. What would you say uh, to players that are thinking about maybe Mewtwo or Abilities Art heading into Daytona? Yeah, well, as you know, I've been a huge fan of Welder decks for a while now. Um, Just really enjoy Mewtwo, really enjoyed Abilities Art as well. Um, I think generally speaking, Mewtwo is probably a more consistent deck as far as it can do more with less. So we talked about this, I think, last week, where if Abilities Art starts to run cold, it continues to run cold because the welder, hitting the initial welder is what enables you to draw more cards and draw more welders after that. So like typically, if you if you whiff for two turns, you'll probably just keep whiffing after that, whereas if you're hitting welders turn one and two, you'll probably hit them the rest of the game after that. So... Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely more hot and cold with ability start, whereas Mewtwo can go attach, attach, turbo strike, or attach welder on the second turn after playing some bizarre tag team supporter turn one, and then, yeah. uh, you know, flare bits GX or something. So 
Right. It's much less reliant on hitting certain things and at the particular right. turns. Whereas, right. I mean, the only thing that Mewtwo really needs to hit in the right order is like the Pokemon, I would say. Sure. Um, it's really important that you draw the Pokemon at the right time. I mean, I think sure. you even had a stream game today where like you drew a Pokemon and you, I mean, this is a deliberate choice, but like you drew a Pokemon in the wrong order and it ended up, you know, getting to a weird situation later down the road, right? So um, that can happen off a of Cherish Ball, but that can also happen off of just you know, drawing the wrong Pokemon, and that feels weird, for sure. Yeah. Um, there's also, like, more weird starters in Mewtwo, I guess. Just because of that, there's a lot of GXs. It's also more vulnerable to Lopunny, um, whereas Abilities are can primarily play, like, one prize, two prize game if it wants to. So it's, mm-hmm. there's, like, pros and cons to each, I guess. Um, I think the reason I would... Pr- if I had to choose between the two, I think I prefer Mewtwo, and the reason that is is because it can do more with less. Um I get anxious about playing a deck like Abilities Art at a big tournament just because it's very run hot. And I typically uh, don't run very hot. So <laughs> so anything that can like let me leverage the resources I have already is the, the option I would favor typically. Although, sure. honestly, though, I think my favorite Welder deck going into this format it doesn't play Mutual or Reshi's Art. It would probably be the, the Baby Blounds deck. And I think... That's caught a lot of steam all across the board. I think a lot of people have kind of caught on to what we've been saying for a couple of weeks now that <laughs> Baby Blown seems really good in this format. Yeah. Um, I know that you also feel kind of similarly about it being a pretty good deck. What are yeah. your thoughts on Baby Blown going into this format and why is it a potential contender or why is it maybe not the choice for you? Well, I think it's really strong. We saw just the inclusion of the Clefairy doll or Lily's doll or whatever. Lily's um, Pokey doll. Lily's Pokey doll, yes. <laughs> Which looks like a Clefairy doll, but I think I it was know. originally translated as Lily's Clefairy doll. Okay, okay. In any case, Lily's Poke doll uh, is—it's just really good for the deck to kind of um, help you out of that early game because that's the biggest uh, struggle with that deck is like just getting out of that early game where you can start to set up your Pidgeys, and then as soon as you you know build up your board state in your hand, then you can start going in with you know repeated you know. 270 or well 300s whatever whatever you need to do with the fireball circus um so i like that inclusion i think that's going to just be standard just for that reason alone it helps you in that early game uh i just like the deck a lot i think it's extremely fun to play i think it takes a lot of very good matchups and yes you you know you kind of do need to run hot but i think there is some more decision making than in a welder style deck because i think with welder you generally the uh like abilities are you just generally want to attack 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 uh but sometimes with the baby blondes deck there may be a turn that you maybe sit back or uh wait a turn to like dig for a great catcher because your hand is you know so um filled with i don't know things that you don't want to discard just yet i don't know just saying that there's a little bit more decision making there's a little bit more that you can kind of finesse Right. in the baby blonde deck and i think part of the point that you're getting that air there is the deck has the option of time on its side as sure. opposed to these gx decks which have to move constantly especially against baby blondes they have to keep moving um and additionally with it without custom catchers being in most decks in the format you can kind of just sit back build up a giant hand right you can stack one prizers and a lot of tag team matchups you only need two knockouts so you can realistically you can sacrifice quite a few of your pokemon yeah until that's, then. A huge, that's a huge huge buff for the baby blonde stack and we've kind of been seeing 
as as these lists have been evolving, we've kind of been seeing ADP put back in the custom catchers to deal with these one prize decks. Um, so we'll see kind of how that interplay works out this weekend. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, I mean, ADP with custom catchers could potentially be a bad matchup if you have a slower start because you'll typically be relying on sacrificing a Clefairy Doll or two uh, to let the ADPs um, kind of fizzle out while you take you build up your gigantic hand to take all your prizes with. So custom catchers could be a viable inclusion, which could also factor into another potential matchup, a deck that was running really well at uh, LAIC and then hit the crappiest matchup of all time in top eight in Dahlstall. I mean, Dahlstall yeah. takes so many amazing matchups. Why is that not just the play, JW? Well, I've been saying it, I guess, all week, a.k.a. today uh, <laughs> on my but just that I feel like Stahl is really well poised. I think Pidgeotto is pretty good. I think Dahl Stahl is very, very strong considering all the things that we talked about last week. I'm not going to really say anything new, but I feel like Dahl Stahl sets up a lock so quickly that if your deck isn't, you know, doesn't have any answers to it, then you can get quickly um, just kind of run out of the game. I mean, not run out of the game. It's very slow and painful, <laughs> but you can get locked out of the game very simply. You get slowly walked out of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like if ADP is on the decrease, which I believe it is, then probably the the deck's worst matchup is all of a sudden out of the picture, right? So we think of Cryogonal as being very difficult to deal with, and like some people have been talking about two Cryogonal in ADP to deal with dolls because doll will put in the Spirit Tomb and the Rainbow Energy, you know, and and all this stuff. It's kind of the you know, maybe we'll play three Spiritomb and maybe they'll play three Caragonal, but you know. um, but now that maybe ADP is kind of on the back foot, maybe won't see as much play, I feel like Dahlstall is probably a very, very strong choice, and I would not be surprised to see one or more in top eight. Do you think more people will potentially look at playing kind of an Amistar line? We saw some of that in LAIC. I mean, that's a pretty effective way to deal with the doll. Is that a viable choice, or do you think that's just kind of a a one-time deal it feels very interesting i guess i don't think that it has much merit but i could see that happening <laughs> yeah yeah i feel that i feel like it's only viable truly in green stacks that can grab the it, fossil it, yeah it feels a little bit gimmicky in a lot of the other decks and even the greens decks like if you're running i tried it was funny i tried greens um Omastar with Gengar, and it just got run over. I couldn't beat anything this format because things like Abilities Art and Mewtwo can run pretty well with one or two Pokemon in play. So I was just getting bodied turn after turn. They didn't even need to, like, the, the item lock didn't even hurt. <laughs> That's fair. To be fair, I don't think the Gengar deck is very good. Well, I'm not that I'm just using that as an example. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Using That's that why the Omastar is so bad. Right, right. Just that the Amistar lock doesn't provide, I think, the strength that it used to. Sure. That's true. So you also called out Pidgey, though. I mean, Pidgey obviously is a more active mill deck compared <laughs> to uh, with the addition of Bellelva and Bryson compared to Dahlstall, which does use Bellelva, but with much less cadence to say the least. So what is the pros and cons then we talked before about the different matchups of those decks what would you favor personally as a stall deck heading into this weekend between the two i mean personally i would favor uh the doll stall just for the reasons that we've already articulated um however 
I don't think that Pidgeotto is all that bad either. I think it probably is of equal strength. Um, and it, again, gets better with the decrease of ADP, maybe even more so, more so than Dollstall. At least with Dollstall, you can kind of push up a doll and uh, you know, after ADPs use their GX attack, like they can't take a prize if you can keep promoting dolls uh, and have at least two bench, right? Because they can use Fion and things like this. Uh, if they don't play custom catchers, then that's totally fine. Uh, but with Pidgeotto, you're kind of always sacrificing a prize, right? You always have, excuse me, you always have like a an Oranguru in the active or an Articuno in the active. So you always have that going there. Um, and so... I just feel like for me, I would rather play the doll stall, uh, but I think there are a lot of merits to playing Pidgeotto, and I think it gets a little bit better if we think that ADP is not going to be very well played. Yeah. Well, well, there's another deck I think that serves as an X factor within all of this, and that is our good old psychic friend Malamar. Um, I mean, Malamar had next to no representation in LAIC, but. I don't know about you, JW, but I've seen all over like Twitter and Facebook, people have been playing Malamar in droves at sure. challenges and cups. It, I know for sure the last format, Malamar was definitely a very popular cup deck, but it did see spatterings of success at the regional level too, be it top 16, top 8s, um, top 32s. Never really got past the top 8 threshold, but still no. still represented in, in high quantities for sure. Do you think Malamar is the chance to come back? I mean, I personally think if ADP is on the decrease, like we talked about, Malamar is kind of poised to to make a comeback. I don't think like it truly doesn't have terrible matchups, and you can play stuff like the Solgaleo Lunala to now get around the healing that Malamana provides, especially after a spell tag. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, I think the deck is is better now than it was. Uh, <laughs> But I think, I think we've just had enough of a sample size with Malamar in the format to to kind of definitively say that this is not a deck that will win a regionals. I think it has every potential to get top four. I think it has every potential to, you know, have a top eight spot or two, but I don't think it has what it <laughs> takes to win. I mean, that plain and simple, I don't think it has what it takes to win. It may be well represented uh, and it may have a decent showing in top 32 maybe make it all the way to top eight top four but i don't think it can i don't think it can win that's actually super funny that you were saying that because actually on the drive home today i was in my car you know it's pitch black outside on my way home from work because it's the middle of winter and i was just thinking about pokemon cards because apparently that's all i think about and i was uh <laughs> thinking about some stuff that my friends were talking about about like them getting into malamar and i was like really <laughs> to me I agree with you 100%. Like, when you play Malamar, it almost says you're resigning yourself to not winning a high-level tournament, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, how many tournaments have hundreds of people played Malamar at, and it hasn't even broke? I think it maybe has, like, one top four and all of that. Like, like what's what more do you need to prove that Malamar isn't the, the regional winning deck at this point? Right. I mean, it, it's, had the, it's had the same, like, core to the deck. <laughs> for the whole, you know, existence of, of, you know, this year, right? It's, it's been basically built the same way for the longest time. And I don't think there's any real new spicy tech or new inclusion or exclusion that will make the deck, you know, infinitely better than it was, you know, cause it wasn't that good. 
I mean, very serviceable deck. A very serviceable... I'm not... <laughs> like, like, don't look... That's just such pity points that you're giving. <laughs> no, but don't listen to this and think, oh, you know, JW hates Malamar. Like, it's the worst deck ever. No, I I think it's a solid tier. What is the worst deck in the format? I think, it, like, Nagquag is probably the All worst right. deck in the format. <laughs> All right, carry on. That's probably a tier three deck. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Malamar is a very solid tier two deck, but just like maybe a step below ADP, I would say, in the in the strength of the tier two decks. Uh, but it doesn't have what it takes to to take it all the way. Yeah, I mean, I do feel kind of similar, but I do want to point out some merits to the deck as well. Um, I mean, <laughs> Custom Catcher is kind of phased out, which means that it's hard to get around spell tags. And it means that your Malamars are safer on the bench. Um, it also, Malamana decks, namely ADP, are kind of getting lower. And I don't feel like people are prepared for a high damage attacker, be it Ultra Necrozma or Slugalia Lunala, both able to do incredible output. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't think I don't think it's the worst choice in the world, but I just think eventually the deck will catch up to you. Not so much the fact that it's like a bad choice or has bad matchups, but like something about Malamar has like this looming cloud over it, and eventually you'll just get you'll just get pooped on in like top four or top eight, and like yeah. you'll stop drawing Malamars, and it just feels really bad. And the deck then you think the deck's terrible, or you'll tie in like a a best of three or something. Like yeah. all sorts of weird stuff can happen with Malamar. It feels like. But sure. but I also want to point out like a lot of the decks that we have been talking about um, and hyped up a lot. I think Baby Blondes is a great example of this. this. Is a deck that we have heavily heavily hyped. It takes a hard L to Malamar. I mean, really, right? Right. I mean, you can win, but I mean, it's... you really shouldn't. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's very difficult. I totally understand what you mean, and I think there is like there is a world where Malamar hits. You know, nine baby blounds in day one and cruises into day two. <laughs> but I don't know if that's the Daytona world. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if that's planet Earth. That's planet, you know, Garlacton. Garlacton, the planet where every regional is won by Malamar. The <laughs> Katron is just getting messages beamed down to him from Galactron. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. He knows, man. He knows. He knows. Something, he knows something we don't, man. He's he's hearing things from beyond the, our dimension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I just I do think there are actually legit merits to Malamar going to this tournament. Whereas like a lot of tournaments, I would say there's literally no reason to play Malamar. Like don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So. Absolutely. I just I worry about like. I worry about its Mewtwo matchup, although it does, you know, get serviceable if you include the Mimikyu. I, I will grant it that against that card. But then you worry about abilities are like if they're just gusting up every single time your Malamars, like how do you beat that ever? If they can knock out your, you know, Jirachi turn one with <laughs> Etran, and then every turn thereafter, they're gusting up your Malamars. It just seems abysmal for you. I mean, that's how the matchup has gone pretty much every time I've played it, except for the league challenge that I just went to where I got bodied because I didn't draw a welder. But every other time, that's how the match So you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's absolutely a chance, but I guess there's a chance 
with everything, right? <laughs> Broken. So, I mean, Malamar also, though, has ways to finesse a lot of these stall decks as well. Um, something worth keeping in mind. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, again, I'm not saying Malamar is like the worst deck. I think if you have a lot of practice with it, if you're very confident in it, and you choose the right text, I think you can go very far as a Malamar player. However, it is not my choice because it has never been my choice. It has never done well. You know, <laughs> relatively, like if we if we compare the stats of Malamar and the stats of Mewtwo, like there is no comparison. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could include Malamar for the past couple of years and it wouldn't match Mewtwo. That, that's what I'm saying, right? It, you, yeah, you can compare Mewtwo from the last, what, three months and Malamar from the entirety of his existence and it still be able to handle. So I don't think it gets that much better. And, you know, I think you're just really taking a big risk by playing it. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, man. I, I mean, on the whole, I agree with you. I just think there's an above-average Malamar meta shaving up right now, at least from our vision of it. Um, sure. So you talked about... So I think that's a lot of, like, the surprise decks, rather, that I think we might see heading into this tournament. Jolly Flying Man asked about Blown's GX. Uh, we, so we hit on Baby Blown, so we didn't hit on Papa Blown. Do you think there's merit to playing Papa Blown in this tournament, or do you think Baby Blown is the Ultra Beast deck of choice? I think probably Baby Blown is. I think Big Blown's is okay, but just loses a little bit too much to, I would say, things like Stall. Although you could play, again, if you play the the Stinger and the Baby Blown, you have a pretty good shot against, you know, things like Doll Stall. But I think it's okay Again, a tier two deck uh, that I don't think can hold its own against things like Mewtwo and Abilities Zard. Yeah, I mean, Big Blown does have an insane stall matchup, though, if you do play that Stinger and the um, the Baby Blacephalon, because, I mean, it destroys Pidgey and Doll Stall both, right. which is a right. pretty awesome two-card package, to be honest. Do you think sure. do you think there's merit to that and that alone? I mean, we also hyped up Stall as a as a viable archetype. I mean, again, maybe I just I don't know that like I don't know that it can beat Mewtwo um consistently. I don't know that it can it just kind of loses steam. All the times that I played Belocephalon, it's just kind of not been it. Like I always miss that one energy, or I always <laughs> miss that one crucial, you know, B string, or I always miss that one Naganadel or whatever it is. It always just seems like I'm one card short than where I want to be at at that point in the game. So yeah. I can't really articulate why it's bad necessarily or why it's maybe sub not bad. I don't want to say bad. Maybe why it's suboptimal. I can't quite articulate that, but it just hasn't performed that well for me. Yeah. I mean <laughs> to be honest, I'm a Blacephalon hater for sure. I okay. am a, I'm a huge hater. <laughs> so I always have been uh, on the podcast, on Metaphorcast that I've been on. I'm always the one be like, "Don't play Blounds. I hate that deck. It's garbage." <laughs> so I'm I'm probably not the best source for Blounds info as far as Blounds GX, but I just like the deck. I think the only real merit to the deck is the fact it has just destroys these stall decks with the Baby Blound package. Sure, I mean, that's sure. really and insane. Right, and it gives itself a fighting chance against the the Mewtwo's and the and the abilities art. Right. So I mean, it has a it has a decent matchup against tag teams if it 
stays up and running the whole game. I mean, it can get run off the board so easily, though. Um, and, I mean, really, if you look at the top four match from LAIC, that kind of feels like every game I ever play with Blown, where you just kind of draw awkward and lose in, like, four turns. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I would stay. I would shy away from the deck, personally. But I would never... Yeah. I love Baby Blown, though. That deck's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> rocks we stand baby <laughs> we definitely stand we stand baby blonde's hard in this podcast <laughs> to be honest <laughs> but uh yeah i mean it's interesting right because i think um i think there is just generally speaking like to the metagame as a whole like if adp is nobody is no if nobody's respecting adp jolly flying man says you know will it will it rise again i think speaking to that I think it has a very, um, not a bad matchup necessarily against Mewtwo, but Mewtwo being able to do 300 on turn two is very, very strong. So it's like probably a 60-40 for... Uh, I think it has a worse matchup against Firebox. Yeah, and then it's also like pretty bad into Firebox, exactly. So like, I think ADP, if you're taking bad losses to those two decks, even if like the rest of the field doesn't respect it, I still think it's probably not the correct play. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, we could go on forever about rogue decks in this format and possible options. I mean, I do think this format has quite a few options available to it. I think we've hit on a lot of the big ones. So, another question that I have for you, though, it calls back to something that you asked, you talked about rather earlier about you want to tech for the good players going into a tournament. And in this particular field, there'll be an above average representation of good players, relatively speaking, like pie chart wise there'll be a bigger slice of big players or good players rather what do you think the tech or the deck to beat going to the tournament is from that perspective what do you think that the good players will be considering and playing i mean they play a lot of people play nag lord at the last tournament i don't think that's i don't really think that's coming back for a second run no i don't (laughs) i I mean i would say stall i would say stall would be the the choice of the top players i could be completely wrong with that but i mean i suspect that as you see players like jimmy and azul um you know playing these decks like abilities are you kind of wonder you know whether they're actually testing that or whether they are you know kind of trying to you know get more players to play those types of decks you know i'm not saying that there's any manipulation going on or they could just, just play whatever deck at a challenger cover. right or they could just play whatever deck like hey it's the easiest sleeve up right exactly <laughs> i do feel like i do feel like a stall deck uh is going to be the deck of choice by the top players interesting yeah i mean i I think it's hard to say. I think it's hard to say. I, stall looks strong, but I think there's so much that can go wrong. Like, if a lot of people play Mally and um, Blount GX, you have to be prepared for those matchups. For sure. sure. Um, Absolutely. Or ADP can, like, build it to, to beat Stall more reliably. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, there are and, then it, and then just loop back around, like, ADP becomes the... The deck of choice again and like oh, right, right it's like we're we're and then guznag wins the tournament <laughs> you get too caught in circles right because you say oh well this beats this well then this, beats this well then this beats this and then you know we're back to square one and adp is the most representative deck uh, <laughs> yeah i mean i know i'm super guilty like the night before a tournament of falling into that circle like well if i 
you know, what if this happens, what if this happens, well, then I should play this, but then if I play that and this happens, then I should play this instead. Yeah, well, I, I think what we're going to see is a lot of copy pasta abilities art. I, I feel like that will be one of the most represented just because it's it's a good deck, very strong, very explosive, very high roll. I think a lot of people tend to gravitate towards that. It's something that a lot of players have played for a long time. You know, since Worlds results came out, abilities art has been good. Uh, so I think a lot of people will just generally gravitate towards that. They're going to be gone for Thanksgiving. They're not going to have that much time to test, like, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So I think they're going to default on abilities art. I do feel like that will be the most played. I think Mewtwo will have a very strong showing. Again, very good deck. Would not be surprised to see that win again. Just <laughs> very strong deck against a lot of things. Um, and then, you know, I, I just feel like Stall is up there among some of the best archetypes right now. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that's it. I would agree with most of that, and I think that's a pretty good perspective into the meta. I think, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head, especially with the fact that a lot of people will just play copy pasta, fire lists because that's what they're used to, that's what they like, and it's a strong deck. So, uh, it kind of lends itself to to being a popular deck as well. Sure. So, shifting away from Daytona just for a second here, it is the week of Thanksgiving, so I thought it would be fun if we each shared something that we were thankful for in the Pokemon community, be it a story or a Pokemon or a game or just a, an experience that you had, what is something that you are thankful for? And let's, let's limit it to the past year of Pokemon. Well, I'm thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful for all the listeners and everyone here in the chat right now with us. Bro, that's, che- that's cheating, man. That's cheating. Well, I know, but I, th- <laughs> I think we should say it, right? I mean, you don't say... You don't say, oh, it's cheating to call out your family when you say things that you're thankful for. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Like, yeah, carry, uh, on, carry on. Your family. <laughs> but uh, no, I am thankful for, you know, the times that we've shared on this podcast, Riley. And uh, thank you again to all the listeners who, you know, hype us up, who uh, share our products and who download and listen to us every single week. So you guys all rock. And uh Love you guys. So thankful for every one of you in the chat and every one of you listening on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. Um, I would say, what else am I thankful for? I'm thankful for who I'm thankful for Pokemon organized play for giving cash rewards to regionals. <laughs> Is there a reason why? <laughs> No, but I'm thankful. It's going a step further. I'm thankful for Pokemon making some very uh, significant changes in the last year to the Pokemon organized play. One thing I can think of is like the more immediate payouts. I think I, we got, you know, we've been getting better payouts like within two weeks of the event. That's it's been, been great. crazy fast and very good to see. That's a very something I'm very thankful for and very thankful for just the general changes to the structure. There is a little bit of, um, I don't know, controversy. I guess, to the play Pokemon structure, but I think they are moving in a good direction. And I think they are at TPCI listening to players generally and trying to implement some changes. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think really they've done a really good job over the past couple of years. I think the, uh, the top eight stipend or the eight best finish event stipend thing was a little odd, but I think that'll probably go away after the next year. Yeah. So I think they're, I think they're listening if, even if it's only partially. <laughs> well, it's like, I mean, the pendulum seems to be swinging. Yeah. But as with pendulums, it seems to be coming closer and closer to the middle. 
Yeah. You know, so they may get it wrong, but it's like closer than what it's been in the past. Exactly. You know? I so, do. I do know what you mean for sure. Yeah, I feel like they'll. I feel like they'll hit a sweet spot sooner or later, um, and it just seems to be the gap seems to be closing between, you know, like where everybody wants it and where it is. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. I would say personally, I as well as I'm thankful for all of the listeners and viewers of the podcast. I got to say one thing that I really really loved is every time I go to an event, I am overwhelmed by the support from people who, even if it's just a single person at an event who comes up and says, hey, I listen to your stuff, I really enjoy that. That has been really fulfilling to me and I'm glad that we've been able to have positive impact on at least a cross section of the community. So thank you all who are listening. You all are awesome. I gotta say as an experience in the past year, um, I'm thankful for Snom the Pokemon from, from Sword and Shield, but also, <laughs> I think Pokemon has just been a really big blessing for me. Um, I did move to Madison this year from Columbus, and that was really difficult for me, uh, being into a new area, not having a lot of friends or really a base to, to work around. And Pokemon allowed me to have that common ground to meet all sorts of new people and feel more comfortable in my new home. So, I mean, that was a really huge asset to me. I would probably be lonely and miserable if it wasn't for Pokemon. So, you know, just as a whole, I really appreciate the community and what play pokemon as a whole represents and offers to us as members of it so absolutely a little sappy but <laughs> but i i quite love this series and what it brings that's cheating riley that's that was not cheating that was a that was an experience that i shared with everybody cheating riley i'm gw and i'm a big baby Okay. That's enough. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, we will probably be coming closer to the end here. So, we'll open up the floor now to questions and we'll answer a couple of those. There won't be a Pokemon After Dark today because JW needs to catch some Z's. And yep. so, ask away, chat, and we Absolutely. will we will hit on that. Jolly- yeah, so Nikhil, Nikhil has a question about bird flu, Riley. What are your opinions on uh, Pidgeotto? stall and where do you think it'll um you know rank this weekend in daytona yeah i think stall decks always stall decks benefit from not being a huge uh i guess they benefit from being the wild card in the meta right um and i think it was really expected in lic to play birds and dolls and stuff like that and so it didn't perform in expectations mm-hmm. but i think now People are a little less concerned about it. I won't be surprised if a lot of people take Robin's list and just cut the zebra and stuff like that. Um, so I, I personally think it's on the up as opposed to LAIC. I don't know if it's the best deck for these tournaments because I think a lot of people will still be prepared. But I think it's definitely a superior deck than it was a couple weeks ago. Sure. Absolutely. Jolly Flyman asked, should Baby Blounds run Ninetales for the Doll Stall matchup? So perhaps a 1-1 ditto Ninetales line. Could be fine. Yeah, I mean, that's one way that you can deal with it. Um, I think maybe probably the best way that you can deal with it. So if you're really considering playing Baby Blounds, yeah, I mean, definitely have the Stall matchup in mind. I mean, we've been saying we think Stall is is very good. Um, Again, it's another deck. Like, if people don't respect stall then it kind of um you know will run rampant i think the deck that most respected stall was adp right with their inclusion of one or sometimes even two cryogonal that was the deck that just 
wanted to beat Stall for whatever reason. I don't know how how everyone who seemed to play ADP came up with that idea. I was very surprised that every ADP played Cryogonal. <laughs> 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 yeah um so definitely definitely if you're considering baby blondes you know and you think that doll stall or uh just general stall will be big consider a nine tails i don't think the nine tails will help against stalls because they're playing the hoods uh that's a good point yeah. i think it and, could i think it could help against pidgey though sure sure i was gonna say that it depends on kind of their list and and maybe not against doll stall but maybe against pidgeotto just depending on what they're playing right yeah you'd probably need a reset stamp as well but yeah um definitely an option sure so justin commissar asked why is adp so bad <laughs> well i think the biggest i'll say it first and then riley you can you can say some sentiments i think the biggest reason is mewtwo i think that turn like so the clock if you go second with adp against mewtwo just sign the slip like you're you're done, sign you're the, done. Slip. <laughs> the whole match yeah the whole match is over but like (laughs) but for real like they can do 300 faster than you can accelerate so so if they can do 300 before you can accelerate then the the game is over so i think mewtwo is a real gatekeeper to adp yeah same thing with uh firebox yeah and just you're leaving a tag team in the active on purpose so it just seems Seems so bad, right? You're leaving a tag team and basically passing on purpose. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I know, I know. Just the way you said it, it was just so like, like so abrupt and like, man, you're so stupid. <laughs> I mean, in some matchups, the time that you're taking to get to the the gx and then gxing is even worth the extra prize because <laughs> he could have just taken those fries extra prizes in that time i mean you know what some people prefer to do it the long way you know some people prefer to two shot with a keldeo gx okay riley <laughs> i mean it's better than three shotting with a keldeo that. that's true that's true so auto <laughs> asks which one of you will win a regional first it is definitely going to be me because I'm going to put way more time into Expanded, which nobody puts enough effort into. Nobody puts enough effort into Expanded. I'm literally, Dallas is the same regional I'm going to, man. So, Well, then I will see you in the final. <laughs> that would be pretty epic, to be honest. Yeah, that would be insane. I've, I've always had the dream of, like, finding a friend in the finals of a matchup. And we, like, you know, just, like, play so silly. Like, we just, like, shuffle our cards without sleeves. And, <laughs> oh, you know, you, like, shuffle them on the table. You know, like, you, you fan them out like you would when you're playing poker or something. <laughs> yeah, I just always have had that dream. That would be pretty crazy. <laughs> and, like, just do other weird things. Or, like, try to lose or something. I don't know. Try to lose. <laughs> See who can deck out first. Yeah, yeah. Try to win by alternate conditions or something like that. That's pretty funny. I think personally it'll be me because we're taking turns. So, mm, but I think it'll be me because I am a fiercer competitor. <laughs> what? Yeah. Every tournament that we both have been at simultaneously, I have done better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that is, is a, that... that is objectively true. Is that true? Have we been to any league cups? No, we haven't. Together? So you don't get to benefit off my League Cup. Oh, actually, we have. We've been to NVOs together, and I did better. Oh, my gosh. You're right. You're right. 
Dang, 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 dang. Okay. I guess that's true. I guess you're my kryptonite. I guess you're my kryptonite. Yeah. I take your power. JW, where did you get that jacket? I got this jacket. I got this jacket yesterday at a Craigslist garage sale. <laughs> of course you did. Banana Republic. That's such a JW sentence. I got this. I got this sweater too. Both of these I got for five dollars and a pair of blue jeans and two shirts, all for twenty-five bucks. I mean, that's that's insane. Not gonna lie. This is such a nice coat. I love it. Yeah, I mean, you looking you're looking really fresh today. Not gonna lie for for people on on the podcast app. JW is looking really really fly today for sure. With yeah, his, I'm good. With I'm his good. five dollar jacket. You haven't even seen it all yet. So I think with that, we'll probably be drawing it to a close. Thank you all so much for listening today. I hope everyone has an awesome Thanksgiving holiday. And we will talk to you all next week with some updates from Daytona and how that went. JW, any last remarks? I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks again for listening. And we will catch you in a week. And Looking a forward to it. you guys. Thank you guys all so much uh, for supporting us again. We're very thankful for you guys and uh, can't wait for another week. Right. Peace out, everyone.